I am proudly stomping in my purple sneakers up the stairs towards my first day in first grade. On my chest is my crest, a sparkling unicorn with wings, silver body, and rainbow sequins for the mane and tail on a violet background. My skirt is rainbow colored and flowing around me and my skinned up knees and elbows reflect my hearty physicalness. My long blonde hair, which has never been cut, is put up in pretty French braids. At the top of the stairs, I make my entrance, smiling at my classmates and Mrs. Molinas, the first grade teacher. I am so excited. I feel so alive and me. I'm about to shout out, Hello, everyone. I'm the Rainbow Unicorn Superhero. But the people who love me just call me Rickety Rick. When I wake up, I was dreaming, and it stopped just before it became a nightmare. You see, there's no way I could have shown up any place dressed like that at six years old. No way. They had a saying back then, repeated to me by too many adults who failed to create a safe space. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Such utter crap. Yeah, I was pushed around and sometimes physically hit by other kids. That actually did not wound and scar me as much as being called four eyes. Teacher's pet, homo, and worse. When we're not physically or emotionally safe around other humans in our spaces, we maladapt. That's a fancy way of saying it messes us up by forcing us to figure out ways to survive. And maladapting shuts down aspects of us. You know, things like imagination, generosity, and authentic kindness and respect. Of course, it can look successful. I maladapted by putting almost all my energy into being the good smart boy. Others I know put it into being pretty and happy, even when despairing on the inside. Some became as invisible as can be, putting their light under a bushel, smothered by a wet blanket, and covered in dead dreams. Still others became noisy and bossy, domineering and controlling, emotionally volatile, physically threatening, or status-driven. Lack of safety amongst parents, teachers, and peers turns everyone into a warped caricature of who they might be if they were safe and emotionally free. And I need to share something vulnerable here. The bullying by other kids that included calling me homo and worse. Name-calling that was not called out as being not okay by the adults around me made me susceptible. It's true, I wasn't singled out for this abuse. I figure I don't know any boy in my school or playground that wasn't called this. So what's the big deal, right? Well... At 13 years old, a male teacher and employer in a position of trust 
started sexually abusing me. I cannot imagine, even now, of any way I could have revealed that secret without escalating emotional abuse and name-calling or being ostracized or worse. I simply could not have survived. There was no safer space. Thus, it continued for three more years, and it was 15 years before I told anyone else. I've come to understand the hard way that no matter what armoring we fashion to protect ourselves from unsafe situations and abuse, there are chinks in the armor. Manipulators and predators know where the susceptible points are in certain types of armor, and they exploit them. That's part of reality. But it's not the entire reality. It's true. There are places and people in the physical world that are hostile to human well-being. I'm picturing a volcano and an angry, vindictive boss. Both are hard to survive, right? Yet there are also a growing number of places where people devoted to crafting safer and braver spaces are coming together to say what hasn't been said, share what needs to be shared, and co-create agreements that allow people to live, laugh, and love more as themselves. Being a co-creator of such a space can be hard, messy, awkward, and so worth it. Participating in such a space can transform us in ways we can't even fathom before we have the experience the first time, then again, and again. Let me give you some examples. You know that dream I had where I had become a first-grade superhero? Well, I make my home now with my hard-adopted boy and my partner, his mom. He's a just-turned-six-year-old rainbow superhero with long blonde hair. He often has his mom put into French braids while he watches Stinky and Dirty on the TV. The three of us go to ecstatic dance on Sunday mornings. Sometimes he wears his unicorn-emblazoned rainbow dress. He dances his dance like all of us are invited to do. He goes to an outdoor farm and forest school where he also sometimes wears a dress with unicorns, or a purple skirt, or rugged pants, or rain gear, and always seems to come home wearing lots of mud. In both these spaces, there's acceptance. Kindness and respect are cultivated. The requirement for clear consent is reinforced every day. There's explicit freedom to explore what's your unique expression in the world as long as it does not cause harm to others or yourself. I can't tell you how deeply healing it has been to be by his side as he gets to be himself in these spaces, safer than I could ever have imagined being at his age. You may be asking, well, what about the outside world? I mean, you live in North Carolina. Yeah, I know. Like I said, there are spaces and places that are more hospitable to emotional freedom than others. His mom and I are selective, and we're also aware of his growing confidence, too. He's had so many positive interactions of acceptance and celebration, and not just tolerance, that there's a resiliency rising and strengthening in him. And it's also rising and strengthening 
in me. We went to this event where fire trucks and excavators and trash trucks and electric buses were open to climb in and explore. The boy was in his French braids. As a man was helping him into the operator's cab, he said, oh, she likes excavators. I replied simply, he sure does. There was a brief moment of awkwardness, a shift in awareness, and then the man smiled and continued, adjusting his pronouns to match the boy's preferred ones. That easeful. I know I am part of co-creating a safer world for my boy, and you are too. Every time we support spaces and attitudes that allow more safety, respect, and freedom, we're allowing all of us to transform, to take off the armor and stop all the maladapting and pretending. It's really time we get to dress and walk and talk and dance and live as our authentic selves. And that takes mutual support. Thank you, boy with the French braids, for making this so vivid, meaningful, and real. I love you so much. Until next time, I'm Rick at Thriving Now, and I heartily invite you to email me at rick at emotionalfreedom.love and share how this touched you, inspired you, or challenged you. Or visit emotionalfreedom.love and leave a comment. Thanks for listening.